Here we are. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel, Miles Raruka here. Man, Miles, we have a lot to catch up on. Today is a huge day. There's a ton of news going on, and we're going to get to that really quick. But before we dive into all that exciting stuff, one, how have you been? It's been a few weeks since we've last caught up. And uh, two, I'll just kind of get right to the I'll, I'll get right to the point. Can't even talk. I'm so excited. What are your uh, first initial reactions to the the big news this afternoon? Yeah, man, I'm I'm doing great. Great day to be a Chargers fan today. Um, kind of funny, Colin and I. You know, we've we've been doing some some adulting the last few weeks. Not a ton of football news on, so kind of back from a bit of a hiatus. Oh, and now I have a moth in my room but we'll deal with that later but um yeah and it was kind of funny texted you yesterday said yo we got to record this week set it all up for today only for a bombshell to drop just this afternoon talk about perfect timing for us to get an episode out man it's hard to not be happy as a Chargers fan right now um you know we I we all knew that it was gonna happen we didn't know if it was gonna be this offseason next offseason I think a lot of a lot of the signs are pointing to next offseason but we got it done now. More importantly, we got it done before the Bengals got it done with Joe Burrow. So maybe saved a few extra bucks there. We'll get into it, man. But I am doing great. Um, how are you? How are you, man? You you just you moved pretty much across the country, and now here we are recording again. Dude, my life has been crazy over the last month or so. Um, yeah, moved across the country, got a new job, started a new job. I should say so. Um, still working from home, which is great. I have, have plenty of time to do this and do my other my my day job. So that's a bunch of fun. And yeah, man, just getting settled and everything. And you know, things are finally starting to slow down a little bit. And I literally literally was just putting together the the podcast equipment, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago. So I haven't even had time to to get that stuff set up yet. But Dude, yeah, let's let's jump into it, man. We have a ton to talk about. This is like arguably one of the best days of the year. Uh, you know, when it comes to just the NFL calendar, football is basically back. You know, camp starts tomorrow, which we're going to talk a ton about. Um, that was the main reason that we were going to, you know, record tonight. And then obviously, you know, when the news dropped this afternoon, uh, Justin Herbert, you know, we, we definitely had a lot more content to immediately talk about. So um, exciting day, man. Football is basically back. Justin Herbert signs a five-year, $262 million deal, which I believe places him second um, in terms of QB money behind Patrick Mahomes um, only. So just a, an, an iconic day if you're a, a Chargers fan. I mean... I've grown up watching this team now for the last, I think I'm going on year 18 at this point. And, you know, as much talent as we've had on this, on these rosters over the years, and especially at this position, we've never been able to celebrate a guy not only receiving $262 million to play quarterback, but fully 100% deserving every penny and some could probably even argue that you should have paid him more. So it's just, it's, it's history, man. We, we are witnessing history. We're living it. 
and I, I'm just so excited for this for this camp, uh, for this preseason, and and for this this season. Dude, I I need it back so bad. These these last few weeks, I've just kind of gotten into that phase of I'm just I'm itching for it back. I I want college back. I want NFL back. I want I want it all back. I want I want the vibes of just the football season back. You know, I want things to do on the weekends. You know, besides just going and getting drunk on a golf course. I want to sit down and get drunk watching football. You know, so um, but yes, man, we we are close. Uh, the season is approaching. And with that, you know, we have our QB locked down for not just this season, but the next five. Um, yeah, uh, let's let's dive into. Um, I mean, you said you you were wondering if it was a little bit of an underpay. Let's. What would have you predicted? Um, you know, his contract being obviously we know the numbers now, but if if you were thinking back a few weeks ago, what would what would have you thought his contract would have been? Would you think it would have been higher, lower, or? how many years or what would you think? Honestly, probably right in this ballpark. Um, I, I really wasn't paying too much attention to all the, the contract talk. And honestly, both of us really haven't been just because kind of like what you said earlier. I mean, it, we were never worried about this getting done. We just didn't know when it was going to come. Uh, ideally we wanted it sooner than later, just due to a few other factors as well. You know, Joe Burrow, couple other guys you know getting lined up to be paid so you always kind of want to be first to that battle and in, in terms of an organ organizational standpoint just from spending spending costs you know spending wise so a um, few other factors going into it but i, I would have put him right right in this in this ballpark more than jalen hurts which i think you know hurts got 255 for five years um more than lamar which I, I believe lamar got right around 250 for five years um I, I think 262 is a very honest number like like i said earlier very deserving i don't feel like it's an overpay at all um you know biased or not i mean i, I just if you're a, a football fan and you've seen this guy play more than five snaps you know he's the real deal um and it's it's a no-brainer so i feel like they got him for for you know i it's a it's a big deal but i i feel like it fits him well and i'm really excited to kind of see um you know how how he finishes this, this deal on the field yeah for sure we know we now know that the chargers super bowl window is open for at least another five years which is always always a good good thing to have um you For know real. i'm sure i'm sure we'll, we'll start getting into you know what are some things that later later on towards the end of training camp we can start getting into you know the pieces and how that's all gonna how that's all gonna you know fold out but i really think that especially this offseason especially just the switch from lombardi to more is more than enough to show not just obviously with this contract but to show just how valuable this guy is to this team so I'm really just excited to see how this first year on his contract, first year with the new OC plays out for him. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm so excited to see a healthy Justin Herbert along with new fresh weapons, fresh, fresh offense. And honestly, just kind of a fresh start. I mean, think about the last two years with Joe Lombardi, you know, that offense that he was, he was running there. Um, obviously, you know, it, it, 
had its moments. You know, there there were times where it did click, and you know, it it looked like a, a well oiled machine. It just was, you know, the the inconsistency, um, you know, that really kind of frustrated us fans, and I think just really everyone around the league. You know, watching a guy like Justin Herbert not use his rocket for an arm to to find guys downfield and and you know checking down and and doing all these things but you know a lot of that's just kind of you know you're a product of the environment a little bit um but yeah really excited to see you know how justin herbert continues to progress especially going into to year four um you know we talked earlier on, on a few episodes you know, at least for me, I think the the next thing that I really want to see him do is is take a step forward when it comes to just you know ownership of the offense. Like, hey, this is my offense. You know, I don't I don't have to second guess myself. I don't have to to look to to look towards anyone anyone else. Like, I can make my own decisions. I trust myself. My teammates trust me. I can kind of take over the game if and when I need to. And uh, I would love to see that, you know, he's, we all know what kind of guy he is at this point. Super humble, super nice dude. I mean, I think a lot of times he just doesn't want to step on anyone's toes and, you know, believes in his, his coaches and his teammates um, almost to a fault. I should say that that's kind of, you know, the, the vibes that I've gotten from Justin just over the, you know, the first three seasons, that he's been here. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It, it just shows how much belief he does have in his, and his teammates and coaches. But at some point, you know, you'd like to see him kind of just step up and, and say, you know what, like, you know, it's on me, whether we, whether we pull it off or whether we, you know, fall short, you know, I'm, I'm going to take over this game and, and say, screw it. I got it. Yeah. That's honestly, that's like a, a closeted worry if you will, about Justin Herbert is maybe not necessarily his leadership skills. We know, we know that, um, you know, we know that he can lead on the field, you know, leading by example, but just in like a more of a leadership sense, just because we know how quiet and reserved of a guy he is. But dude, when he's on the field, he's like a totally different person than when he's off the field. Like if there, if he can somehow get on quarterback for the second season, which will never happen in a million years, but, Man, dude, I would pay for a subscription just to watch that, man. Yeah, that would be interesting. That I'm glad you brought that up. That's that's been a great show to watch. Um, especially and they released it at a perfect time in the in the schedule where there was just kind of like nothing right before a training camp where everyone's like itching to have any sort of football. Um, yeah, I've been watching the shit out of out of quarterback on Netflix. It's been really, really cool. Yeah, no, re- really good show. Would love to see Justin on there, but I, I think that's very well out of the realm of possibilities, just knowing the kind of character that he is. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably not, but who knows? I, I think he. I mean, he's done some. He's done some, uh, you know, commercials and things like that. So I don't think he's totally against it. But um, they, no, they followed they, those guys around for like a full season, didn't they? Yeah, like it's. Like it feels like there's no obviously there is privacy in their own lives, but it feels like like they get like moments of you at your house yeah. at the facilities, like in the training, like they get everything that you would have to go through as a starting quarterback. So, yeah, it would be interesting. And honestly, 
it's funny how Netflix is kind of starting to go more into sport, you know, whether, I mean, it, I think the F1 series really kind of started all of it, but now there's like, I just finished the Tour de France uh, documentary that, that they have, that they followed like the, the riders and now they have the quarterback. So it's, it's been fun to watch. I mean, just anytime I'm a big all access guy. So that's another reason why I love all in, you know, I think the yeah. chargers team does a great job of producing those. Those are really fun to watch. And anytime you get that behind the scenes access, um, it, I don't know. That's at least to me growing up as a kid, like that to me was the coolest thing. Cause it, you know, you, you're, you grew up being like, man, I wonder what they're doing at practice or like, what it's like in the locker room before they head out to the field or, you know, like things like that. So just to kind of get glimpses of that stuff, I think is always a treat. So yeah, I've, I've really been, been, been digging the, uh, the quarterback. Who knows, man, maybe, maybe Herbert's going to get this bag and go Hollywood on us. Maybe he's just gonna, you know, Never know. 180. Nah, please don't actually, Justin, I, we like you just the way you are. And that's why all of us, Chargers fans are very happy that you are now wrapped up in a five-year, $262.5 million deal. Uh, do you have the incentives with you by chance or the guaranteed? All right, well, those stats are out there. Um, if you guys are listening to this podcast, and I'm sure you own a phone or a computer of some sort, and you can go ahead look and it up. look those up yourself. So, um, No, I mean, I don't even know. I like Robert I said, I tweeted something earlier. about it earlier, but like I'm I don't know enough to really know like incentives or shit like that. I'm a 22 year old kid who hasn't even gotten through college yet. Get your, so I, get I don't, your shit together, man. I don't know, but no, I uh, I was on Twitter earlier, obviously following all the news, and then I had to step away and go do uh, I had a work outing that was after work, so uh, I went and did that. So I did, I was away for a little bit and then I came home and I started setting up and we hopped on here. So, um, I haven't really had a ton of time to take a, a deeper look. I, I just know the numbers from earlier, um, from Ian Rappaport tweeting five years, 262 and a half million. Um, I think, Ooh, I would say, I would like to think most of, if not all that's probably guaranteed. Probably uh, that's but, I, I if I remember correctly, I it's in that realm. Yeah. I also saw a stat somewhere on Twitter that said Justin Herbert this year, this calendar year, will make a hundred million in cash, which has never been done before um in a NFL history in a in a calendar year. So what do you think? All right, if all right, just thinking about, you know, we don't know we obviously don't know Justin personally, but just thinking about him as as much as we do know as fans what do you think he's spending that first check on Ooh, i bet he i bet he's probably gonna invest a lot yeah, of it he's definitely i mean what he had like a he had like a 4.2 gpa at oregon and yeah he i'm sure he'll be a, a, dude. a really aggressive investor and probably do some really cool stuff there probably um, get some exotic meats for yeah start a brisket company yeah there you go. Start a fishing company for the Traeger. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would buy some uh, some Justin Herbert fishing gear with oh, a little 100%. Herbert logo on there. Oh yeah, dude. Sign me up. Some That's Herbert weird. golf. Maybe maybe he comes out with like a golf line. 
Hey, Tidal is sponsor this man. Get this fan a sponsorship. Dude, you know, maybe like a Nike Justin Herbert golf line. I'm, I'm investing. I'm a big golfer. I'm investing 100% into that. Yeah, like, dude, I don't know. that. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he just uh, maybe he just saves it. Maybe he buys yeah. a fancy home. I don't know. He doesn't I know seem he, like the uh, type that would go out and make a very big flashy purchase. Maybe he'll just... I feel like he's like kind of a closeted car guy, like maybe not overly the top fancy, but like still like a relatively nice car, you know, not like not was... like what Quentin Johnson rolled up in training camp today. If, if you did see Dude, that, that was video. sick. <laughs> that little spider, that blue spider. Oh, um, no, I was going to say Dean Spanos literally should have just given Justin Herbert ownership stake. Like here's, here's some stock. Here's some equity in the, in the fucking team. Like, cause dude, I mean, you, you have to think like, obviously the owners look at this as an investment as well. Like, you know, you're paying for top tier talent, but also a guy that for as quiet as Justin Herbert is, um, as much as he does not like the camera, I feel like he's still very marketable. Like, Oh, insanely market. I mean, he's... he has a very like gym from the office vibe going on about him big time he like i mean he's he's just he's such a likable guy like everything and i mean a lot of i mean no homo but he is handsome and a lot of women would agree with me i mean come on my sister if she's listening which i know you aren't because you don't know 90 percent of the shit that we talk about but like she had marissa yeah she is head over heels with that man so no i think he he's beyond marketable and like and then you got the you got the hair flow i mean Come on. And I think I saw something like maybe even this last year, this last season. Um, I think his jersey is in the top ten for jersey sales. Yeah, it was it was they update that that shit every like six weeks, so it changes all the time. But I did see it did make top ten at one point. So So I mean, like I'm repping one right now. So Yeah, dude. People are buying Herbert jerseys. Um I think it's funny because it's like unanimously the most popular jersey you see either at a game or tailgate wherever it is um which you always see like 10 and i love that because i'll go to games whether home or away and it's just like 10 10 10 10 you know it's it's cool to have like that that guy um out front leading you know that the franchise so i love it man um it's like just real quick it's like we have we have a face of the franchise, which I think, especially after, you know, Rivers Prime, we were looking for for such a long time. And it's yeah. like, this is finally, like, he's been our face of the franchise for, like, two years now. Like, this is our guy. And now today just solidified it. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's just a lot of it comes down to just the position itself. Like, he is more marketable just because he is a quarterback. Like, I, I think with I think the Chargers and other teams have tried because sometimes you don't have that guy at quarterback and you got to get a market. It's like someone's got to be on the programs, you know, on the banners outside the stadium, like, you know, and you, they've done it with like Derwin James or, you know, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, um, some of these other really, really good superstar type players, but it just never catches as well as when it's the quarterback. You know, it's like QB is a QB is marketable to like your average football fan. You know, like it's easy to it's easy to be able to watch a game and be like that QB is good. 
but it's not as easy to do when it comes to you know those positional players that like because you don't see him every snap yeah one they don't yeah you don't see him every snap and they don't have the ball in their hands every snap but it's it's about the kind of stuff that they do without the ball in their hands unlike justin herbert right yeah man i look we'll, we'll cap this conversation off and then we'll we'll transition into to the training camp talk but I do want to end it with this question for you. What, I mean, obviously, well, I don't know. Well, I'll ask you. I mean, I, I think everyone kind of knows the the big elephant in the room, but what are the expectations for Justin Herbert with now this insanely huge amount of cash uh, and he's locked in for the next five years? Well, technically the next six, right? Or yeah. does this... Uh no, technically it's the next. Yeah, it's six. At right. least six. It might be seven. They can, they can, like, they can, it doesn't kick in until after they pick up the option on his fifth year. I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. That correct. that I'd have to look into. But correct. anyway, the next five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, what to you personally? What what are the expectations uh, for Justin Herbert now that he's landed this deal? It's hard to. It's hard to kind of. I got to scale that question back a little bit because, you know, we have to temper expectations. These aren't this year expectations, but I think it's got to be to one, win win the division. I think in these next five years, we got to prove that we can beat the Chiefs in the division. And that's saying let's and that's saying not have, you know, Russell Wilson turn to form or, you know, have the Raiders that I mean, who are we kidding? The Raiders are going to be poverty for a while, but I mean, I, I think it's it's got to be to beat the Chiefs, and he's the guy that we know can do it, and it's 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 time. I love that answer because I think, and like, immediately where my mind was going because it's hard not to like the big elephant in the room obviously win a Super Bowl, um, but I love that answer because, I mean that's that's so true. Like that's look if 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 the Chargers are going to win a Super Bowl. Like, it's most likely done through the division, like winning the division. I mean, can it be done through the wild card? Yes, you can go that route. It's been it. It does happen every couple of years. You know, we see it. Um, it's just, man, that's a tough route to go. And you know, that's been the case really for the last what three, three uh postseason appearances. I think you know. Going back this last year, uh, twenty eighteen, and then twenty thirteen, we won a game in both twenty thirteen and twenty eighteen. At least we didn't have right. the most miserable all loss of those... in almost all of NFL history. So, right, all <laughs> of those uh, playoff appearances came through the wild card, and it's just man, hosting a playoff game, a home playoff game, sounds so nice. And there's one simple way to do that and that's win the division and yes i i would 100 agree um i think that has to be kind of 1a and then super bowl 1b at this point because let's say you go 11 and 5 or excuse me 11 and 6 now um and don't win the division you know chiefs take it and now you're on the road you know somewhere like Jacksonville again or Buffalo or oh, shit. 
he can avoid that. So, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. I think the division is is step one. And then once we accomplish that, I think we can really get serious about, you know, talking a little bit bigger bigger than just let's make the playoffs and hopefully going to run. I'm actually going to backtrack just slightly. I'm, I'm actually going to say I think winning the division is probably my second step. I think my first is winning a playoff game. Okay. You think so? That's just because I, mean, yeah. I think, I mean, I, I know I, I, I we're a lot, clo- we're obviously a lot closer to making a playoff game this upcoming season than we are to winning the division. So I think if we can just get Herbert over that hump to at least win a playoff game, get him some more experience in that playoff type environment with healthy weapons, hope to God, and, you know, not some bum ass calling plays on the offensive side of the ball then let's let's win let's win a wild card playoff game and then let's talk division yeah and look the thing is like ideally you would like to you know try to make it easier on yourself and and have a home game but sometimes like the nfl is it's it's brutal man like it doesn't it doesn't care like we've seen wild cards go into you know 14 and 2 13 and 3 division winner you know go into their stadium and, and knock them off. And it's like, holy shit. So it, it happens and, and teams, teams can get hot. Um, it does seem like unless the chargers find out a way to stay healthy um, and put it together for an entire season, like, you know, that, that probably is going to be the route that they, they take, but um, they also have an opportunity to, to prove some people wrong and, and to, you know, make it a, a good fight with the chiefs hopefully going into the last couple of weeks of the season. Dude, right now I'm I'm already nervous for week one. So I mean looking looking that <laughs> far down the road, I don't know if I'm quite ready for it yet, but damn. I just want I just I, I need the season to get here and then we'll evaluate. Yeah, dude. And I'm just this is the part of the season or the year I should say that I I'm so happy that football is back, but I'm also terrified that guys are are practicing and going going oh. full speed. Oof. Yeah, like, I, I, uh, think it, just, I think that's dude. that's probably a good enough. I don't want we don't have to think about that aspect, but that's probably a good enough transition to start talking about some some training camp with it starting tomorrow. So, but yes, yeah, no, sir. it's especially as a Chargers fan, we just we just have to suffer through that PTSD every year, and that's just how it's going to be. So. Dude, yeah, it's look, it training camp is here. Um, let's go. Oops. There we go. <laughs> training camp is here. Um practice practice starts tomorrow. And like I was just saying, now my uh now my heart can officially be beating every time I log into Twitter just so I and now I know, and now is the time of the year where yeah, or, now's the time of the year where I ghost all of my notifications just so I can save heartbreak for times when I'm sitting down at least. Right. It's like, oh, please, 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 God, please, God. Okay, we're good. All right. Nobody went down today. Um, yeah, but no, it's exciting, man. I mean, it's a it's a new new opportunity for a lot of younger guys, you know, guys that either were fringe roster spots last season. Um or you know, just new rookies out out for blood, trying to make a name, um, you know, 
trying to claim a roster spot. So lots of competition uh, going on. And I, I think like there's a ton that we can talk about to preview training camp. And I'm, I don't, I don't need to go through all of it tonight. Um, we have plenty of time to, to talk about a lot of these storylines and, and things that personally I'm excited to just kind of pay attention to. Um, but as an overview, um, you know, I, I do feel I, I saw this. St- I don't know if you want to call it a stat or just a little tidbit. Um, and this is just a basic, basic, basic stat that's out there. I mean, it's so basic that I often forget about it because I, it's just a phrase that I, I don't know. I, I don't hear very often outside of like maybe high school or college. I don't know why it, and it doesn't. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't think about it that way. But uh, the other day on Twitter, I saw that the Chargers return 11 offensive starters and nine defensive starters. And I don't know about you, but like, do you feel like that phrase has gone away a little bit? Like returning, returning starters. That's definitely definitely a high school, college, like something that you hear at those events. That's like to me. I think of like oh, like an like a old dude like who's like sitting at the high school football starters on offense and nine on defense. Like, anyways, but yeah. So I saw that and I was like, wow, that makes me feel really good actually um, about just the overall state of this team. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest storylines in the off season was, hey, did they have enough money? to fill in the edges of this roster. You know, they're, they're top heavy. Everyone knows that they have some huge names and, and talent pieces on this roster, but we've seen, you know, recent years, um, especially, you know, this last season, you know, how important depth is and is there going to be enough, you know, when inevitably a guy goes down here or a guy goes down there. Um, But just seeing 11, 11 back on offense and nine back on defense gave me kind of more of a calming state of mind. Yeah. I I'm happy you shared that stat. You know, it's another year, especially defensive guys, uh, you know, just another year to get another year. Dude, I cannot speak to get used to the system on defense under Staley and offensive guys are going to have to learn a bit of a new system, obviously under Kellen Moore, but I mean, at least, you know, they're, they're going to be, they're comfortable. It's not like they're going into an environment that nobody is, is, you know, expecting. And, you know, I think that just makes, that makes going into a season a lot easier, you know, having that, having a lot of those questions answered for you makes it a lot easier, especially going into camp. So. Yeah. And like you said, obviously, I mean, there are some, some other changes just when it comes to coaching too. you know, Kellen Moore, obviously huge addition probably the the biggest piece of news outside of today um this entire off season you know that i think that was probably the most sought after coaching position that wasn't a head coaching position uh this off season around the around the league you know everyone you know you, you could basically look at it as like whoever's going to take this job is going to be hired to be a head coach either next year or the year after like in one of these next two cycles just just by having this guy at quarterback and by having these weapons, like you're bound to get a job somewhere. So uh, a lot of people kind of looked at it, I guess, like a, a coaching or a, 
what's the what's the phrase? Coach in waiting. Yeah, that sounds right. We'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll roll with that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, no, man, I, I this is one of the reasons that I am really excited for for camp to start is just to see this offense. Um, you know the the early the earliest versions of it with with these pieces you know kind of come together in seven on seven you know um 11 on 11 so um yeah i i i mean i i can't say enough about how excited i am to watch watch this offense yeah that's that's by far probably my one thing i'm really looking forward to most during camp is to just get some sort of idea of what the identity of this offense is going to be you know i feel like in in the past few years it's been kind of hard to judge during camp you know of course, Chargers social media is flaunting all these deep passes left and right all over the place. And then, you know, we get into a third and four situation in real time and run a stick route short of the short of the down marker, which makes zero sense. But just just kind of get an idea of, you know, one, what's this system going to look like? And two, who are the guys that are going to be able to fully take over this kind of system and guys that are really going to thrive and the kind of role that Kellen Moore puts them into? Those yeah. are definitely that's definitely one of the biggest things i'm looking forward to going into camp it's also going to be interesting to see which guys kellen moore favors and which guys he doesn't you know i think that's always an interesting thing to kind of keep an eye on um especially when you change coordinators or or offenses you know it's like we've seen it a few times with with a few guys where it's like you know they were big pieces the year before and they get cut the next year and in camp just because we assume that they're they're here because of their production you know, the, the previous year, but uh, the new coach or you know coordinator just doesn't have that same vision and the offense for them and you know just moves on. So um, it'll be interesting to see what pieces I, I'm particularly looking at the wide receiver room. You know, I think it's been pretty well reported now that you know Quentin Johnson has won the the wide receiver three spot over Josh Palmer, which I think is, a, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, you know, I don't think that's a great, I mean, that's not crazy to see. Oh, I didn't see that coming just because not a, that's not a slight to Josh Palmer. That's just, you know, respecting the talent level that Quentin Johnson is, you know, that's just knowing that we drafted, we drafted this guy in the first round for a reason, you know, in the first round for a reason. And also he fell to us. You know, I, I think a lot of people really thought he was not supposed to be there and looked at him probably being gone closer to like 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. So, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I really think, I mean, it would not surprise me. It really would not surprise me if Quentin Johnson doesn't have a bigger role going into week one than he already does right now with the, the wide receiver three spot locked up, but we'll see again. I'm looking forward to see how all that unfolds. There's also some other guys in the back end of the, the receiving room that, you know, there's just a lot of question marks, you know, obviously Jalen Guyton is trying to come back from uh, a torn ACL. Uh, you got, you know, freshly drafted rookie Darius Davis out of TCU who has probably already earned a spot as the team's starting kick and, and punt returner, but we'll have to see how, you know, he can make an impact on that, on that receiving room. Obviously he's got insane speed. 
Um, so I, I, I would like to see, you know, someone fresh that, that we haven't seen like Darius Davis kind of, you know, beat out someone like Jalen Guyton. Um, Jalen Guyton's actually one of those guys I have that like, it would not surprise me if he's does not make it out of camp as a charger, but again, we'll see. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, that, that whole situation. Yeah. Um, I, I actually kind of need Jalen Guyton to get cut just so Cameron Dicker can get number 15 back. As I look in my closet, that's my number 15 Cameron Dicker jersey. So the, the training camp, the Chargers probably. training camp parlay bet, we can start it with uh, Cameron Dicker winning the kicking battle over Dustin Hopkins and Jalen Guyton getting cut. So therefore, Dicker can keep his 15. Uh, yeah, now now that you say that, that just sounds foolish. I think uh, I think hey, any any other any other legs to the parlay that you want to add? Any uh, um. Okay, I, I'm actually not necessarily rooting for Jalen Guyton to get cut. I do think uh, I we I know we have very different opinions on Jalen Guyton, but I do think that he does have some value on this team. Not that they necessarily don't think that, but at the same time, if a guy like Darius Davis was to step up and really just ball out during training camp, then obviously a necessary move uh, for someone like Jalen Guyton would need to be made, and I think that would just be a no-brainer considering. You know, Darius Davis is supposed to be this burner, and that's exactly the kind of role that Jalen Guyton plays on this team. So I, I think the Darius Davis for Jalen Guyton flip would make just the perfect amount of sense to me. But no, Who's the I, other I, God, I can't think of the other rookie. Uh, that's like uh, he's kind of on the outside looking in. He's a longer shot to make to make the other roster, but uh, wide receiver. God, I, I just saw his name on Twitter the other day. Chargers rookie wide receiver? I think he's undrafted. Oh. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing for you. There is one undrafted guy that I've seen. His name's been thrown around Twitter a little bit. Um, it's That's- a corner from Indiana. I believe his last name is Mullen. But I remember Nebraska playing Indiana, and this dude was a baller. And we picked huh. him up as a undrafted free agent. I would have to go back in and look at what his name was, but that's the only undrafted free agent I could really name off the top of my head. But it is somebody that yeah, I can't think of it. But yeah, that's fine. Um, but we the, uh, well, let me ask you here real quick. What uh, I mean, just offensively speaking, are there any? What, what's the biggest storyline that you're you're looking forward to heading in, heading into camp? Probably RB2 battle. Uh, I think Ooh. the RB2 battle between Joshua Kelly and um, Isaiah Spiller is, should be pretty interesting. Um, I don't, Isaiah Spiller is a guy that you and I are really hoping can emerge as this RB2, this great RB2 that we want. And I think we've seen enough of a sample size out of Josh Kelly to know that if those two are battling in training camp, you know, I think we, we kind of know the talent that Josh Kelly provides on the field. I think it'll give us a pretty good read on what Spiller could potentially look like. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I was about to bring up. And I was like, all right, we're on the same page because perfect. Um, but we're, we're clicking, man. Um, yeah, no, that's look, this is a huge, huge uh, area of or I, I think it should just be highlighted for every every Chargers fan out there like this is a big uh, important piece to 
to this team and this this team success offensively is is having that that strong RB two and, and even a strong RB three. Like, look, a strong running back by committee, like by committee, is never a bad thing. Especially you know when you have three guys that that can run the ball three different ways. So, I really do think this is going to be a camp long battle. I mean. I think we'll get we'll finally I think the first time we'll finally get some real clarity on how this battle is going is the first preseason game. Uh, from there, I think we might see a little back and forth, but I think by the second preseason game, I think we'll kind of see a favorite emerge. And then I think that uh, whoever that is probably wins out. And, you know, that's who we see to start the season. And now, look, just because. And I think we've seen this before too in in previous seasons with certain position battles where like we're so caught up in these position battles and we automatically assume whoever wins it is going to be like head and shoulders better than the guy they beat out. And then the guy that won the battle, you know, starts to struggle three, three, four weeks in and then everyone's already calling for the other guy (laughs) that got beat out by this dude a couple weeks ago, you know? So it's like sometimes it, it can it can bite you sometimes you just have two bad quality backups and you just got to live with what you got and there's really no answer um but what you hope for is that someone emerges as that clear number two and it, in our case particular i don't think that's the case i think both i mean they might they might be just the same talent level and there might not be a clear winner but i don't think you know they're they're too bad pieces i think either way i think you have a solid you know second and third running back it's just a matter of who's going to win the reps yeah I, I agree i just i just hope we can find one of those powerful downfield runners i think josh kelly really took a leap forward for us last season um but you know there's a reason we took spiller in round four and there's a reason why he was touted as a top five running back in the class um, I'm just really excited to see what he can try to bring to the table uh, entering year two. Yeah, and I think, it's, I mean, he's a guy that I think just kind of got the short end of the stick his rookie year, you know. Um, like Josh Kelly this time last year was literally, like, in my mind, he was left for dead. Like, he was completely written off. I mean, the memes, the the mockery on Twitter, like, no one was on team Josh Kelly at this point last year. I, I, I can guarantee you. And if they are, they're lying to you. Um, it wasn't until he finally got some action in the first couple weeks of the season and quickly kind of changed the, the narrative a little bit there. Um, but Isaiah Spiller got hurt, I think late in camp or in preseason last year, and then kind of started the season, you know, hurt and not really on, on the active roster got better, you know, made its way into it, but then it was like struggling to just find a, find a role. You know, Josh Kelly at that point had been playing well, had kind of stepped up into that RB two spot. Um, and then it, it just, I mean, he, he did get a few limited opportunities last year, Isaiah Spiller, but uh, I definitely think this is, you know, if he can stay healthy in camp uh, and make it through camp, I think he's, he's, this is this is the time in his you know his young NFL career to really you know take full advantage of, of this opportunity. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. And especially coming from an offensive mindset of Kellen Moore and someone who used that two running back system with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott so much in Houston. It's it's kind of like Ezekiel Elliott was that was that older guy on the field. And then Tony Pollard emerged as that young back, almost almost as like the prodigy to him. Um, let's hope that that can be kind of an Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller situation that uh, can arise here in L.A. Yeah, and I mean, I look, I think the clear favorite, I think, for like the, the logical favorite would be Isaiah Spiller, younger guy. He's only on his second year of his of his deal, um, you know, because then if you fast forward to next year, if Eckler's gone uh, and Josh Kelly, I think, is this Josh Kelly? This has got to be his fourth year, his last year, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, you, I, I mean, you quickly kind of just – look forward to not too far down the road and you go, Ooh, okay. So there's a chance Kelly and Eckler are gone next year. Actually a very good chance that at least definitely one of those guys is gone. Um, so then you're like, Ooh, so Spiller really like, not, not only like, does he have to step up for himself to make the most out of the, the playing time this year, but also like the organization is really counting on him to step up because, they they can't just get rid of him as easily as they'll be able to get rid of the other two guys. Like they're kind True. of stuck with him for the next two seasons. Yeah, no, totally. So, I mean, yes, I mean, rooting for him, you know, for him, you know, I want him to do well. I want him to succeed. Um, but also like, you know, the pressure is there, I think as well. And, um, you know, I, I, Gosh, this is the this is the part of building rosters and constructing teams that I mean, it would just uh, being a GM would be a nightmare at times. Like, you know, you're never you're never satisfied. You're always looking. You're always trying to replace, improve, um, tweak. It's it's just it's never ending puzzle piece. But um, yeah, I think that's a huge battle. I honestly think that is probably the biggest. Well, one of, yeah, I, I'll go out on a limb. I'll say it's the biggest uh, training camp battle that's out there. I mean, the other one that comes to mind is the kicking battle because that mm -hmm. one is going to be bonkers as well. Man, I can't believe we're this excited to watch dudes kick footballs into field goals. Dude, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's football, we, baby. It's football. It's just crazy to think like, I mean, here we are, like, I think one of the reasons why we're honestly so excited is because like, think of all of the, the pain and misery that we've had at that position for the last shoot better part of a decade. And to now have two guys on our team that are, can't miss almost at this point. I mean, um, it's been a while since we've seen Dustin Hopkins really in a game, but um, you know, he came in and, and did a good job last year. And then, you know, everyone's darling last year, Cameron Dicker. I mean, he was just, what a story that was. I mean, what a, what a refreshing story. I mean, it doesn't even matter if you're a Chargers fan. I think most people heard about his situation and, um, you know, just how fast your life can change in the NFL, especially at that position. Um, so that was just a cool storyline to follow, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, this is one of those rare position battles where I, I really am going to be kind of, it's going to be bittersweet. 
uh, when it when it finally gets resolved. You know, we are going to have to let one of these guys go, and because of the quality of you know play that they've had, someone's probably going to pick him up. So it's just you know you you, you just got to make a decision. You know, you got to got to figure out where you want to go. I personally personally at this moment i mean i'm leaning dicker just because he's the younger guy i think i've always wanted the chargers to find i think it'd be cool for them to find that next like long-term stable nfl kicker i love it when teams have like the kicker that's there for like a decade yeah you know like uh i grew up watching nate kading and it was always just like oh nate kading nate kading is the kicker like, yeah, or even just like an Adam Vinatieri, Steven Goskowski, like Justin Tucker, like a dude. Like it's it's hard to find kickers nowadays that aren't like journeymen. It feels like so having that staple guy, having that that one guy that you feel confident in every single time he runs out there on the field. And I think that was yeah. Dicker for us. Dicker was the out of a certain amount of attempts was the most successful kicker percentage wise in the league last year. Um, you know, there yeah. there's some there's some distance issues. You know, we we really haven't seen a ton of attempts from him over fifty. Um, but, you know, he he gets it done in areas that it seems like other Chargers kickers in the last seven years have not been able to get it done consistently. So I'm rooting for Dicker. He gets it done consistently, and he's just like, I, I feel like the the potential is there. You know, I, I think Dustin Hopkins is, you know, he's kind of on the, you know, on the back nine. And, you know, Cameron Dicker is just teeing off. He's on like the second or third hole, you know, like he's. Uh, he's, he's got a lot in front of him. Um, he's got a lot of potential and yeah, I mean, like you said, there's, there's some distance issues, but you know, I think the, the more experience that, that he gains, I think a lot of that, you know, uh, my thing with kickers is like, okay, is it actually a distance issue or is it just an accuracy issue slash nerve slash pressure? Because I would like to think they can kick it. I mean, if they're, doing kickoffs or, I mean, I'd like to think they can kick it past 52 yards. It's just a matter of, you know, the you got to take into and, account, you got to take into yeah. account like timing, snap the hold, like all and, that shit. Like, and, and that's being, stuff that's beyond our knowledge. Yeah. And being Mr. Calm, cool and collective. I think that's like the biggest thing. I think I I've never kicked. I mean, I, I've kicked a, a football just fucking around, you know, everyone has like attempted a PAT at some point in their life, but I mean, I'd like to think that most kickers, as soon as they like, as soon as they swing through and they know if it's off, like they know it's like a golf swing. Like as soon as you you swing through, you know exactly what you fucked up. You know exactly what you did wrong. You would take it back in a second. You would fix it immediately. You know, like it's one of those things where it's just so mechanical. And if it's, if one tiny little thing is off, um, you know, the whole whole country is going to be going to be watching it. So it's, it's a, it's a tough position, man. And it's also one of the reasons why I'm just like, we are, it is a good problem to have, to have both of these guys be battling out for, for this spot, because I think both are battle tested now at this point. I mean, we knew Hopkins was Dicker, whether he had, didn't have the best appearance in his playoff appearance i mean that's it's still experience at this point so you have to you have to take that for what it's worth um but yeah man i this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a tough i don't i don't remember the last battle that i'm like damn i'm excited but i'm also like 
this is gonna suck to to cut one of you guys. For sure, man. I they're both they're both very well liked. Uh, everyone remembers the Dustin Hopkins Denver game last year, and you know Dicker did just as much great stuff for us down the road last season as well. So, like you said, probably gonna be gonna definitely live either way. But I know I know who I'm hoping wins it. So, yeah, it says the guy with the uh, the Dicker jersey. That's not that's I Boiler. took that out of account for who I wanted to win the kicking challenge. So, but yeah, with that being said, Dicker, don't let me down. I, I spent 120 bucks on your Jersey. So, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't have anything else to add other than I'm fucking pumped that by the time this podcast comes out, by the time you guys are, are watching, listening to this, um, it, it'll be probably pretty close to either, practice starting or you might even be listening to this days from now weeks from now when when camp is already in full swing so either way you should be listening to this in 2027 wondering how the camp went for the chargers in 2022 we, we don't know 2023 excuse me it's 2023 now so imagine but, if hey, someone you know. did that like you know how people they'll record a game and then they'll like i mean it's harder to do nowadays i mean people if they're not on social media they can do it pretty easily but you know, they just like record something like, oh, I can't watch until I get home from work. And then they go home from work and then they just watch it like they have no idea what happened. Yeah, I, that's weird to me, dude. I can't do that. Like I've had people like I'll be like, dude, I'm going to miss the game or something. They'll be like, just record it. And I'm like, no, it, do- it does not work that way. Right. So imagine like someone did that for like a, like a two or three year note. <laughs> They're just like constantly like two years behind like all the NFL action. Like they just celebrated like who who would have got traded like at this point two years ago? Like oh, we would have just, just been, like signed, we would have like just signed like Chris Harris Jr. or somebody two years <laughs> yeah. ago. They're, they're, yeah, or, or yeah, someone some or God, I can't even fucking think. Dude, but fun, I, fun fact actually, now that you brought up recordings at my at our family's house back in our hometown, uh we have very few things like you know, you can save things to recordings. We have very few things, but one thing that is saved on our box and will be saved in our box. Till the day I die was the Chargers versus Chiefs game in 2018. We have the entire game recorded. Um, everything. Dude, oh, um, that I I go back and when I'm bored, I'll I'll throw it on. Pretty much just the last drive. Literal chills. Literal kick chills. Back, kick back, man. So, but yeah, I don't I don't have anything really else to add. I'm really excited to see uh, what's what what happens uh just dude first day tomorrow i'm just excited to you know read some articles read popper's article tomorrow night about some takeaways or just really anything i'm just excited to see who's going to be the standouts i think i think picking a standout right now is like picking a correct march madness bracket you know it's it's always just a total wild card and you never know what's going to happen so yeah and by the time we record next here in a couple of days um you know we'll have a chance next time next episode to really dig in more uh, and so the defensive side um, and, and some things that we're looking forward to and um, some things at that point, some early developments that will probably have already been seen um, over these first few days of camp. So um, did so much to talk about. We only got to like half of the things I wanted to talk about today, but it's all good because football is back. We have plenty of time to go over it and I'm excited to go over every bit of it and, just man i'm just amped dude this is uh this is like 
Christmas morning. You're right. It, it really is. So. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to add before we uh, hop out of here? No. Um, we are we're always active on our socials, so you guys know where to find us. Drop us a follow. But yeah, bolt up. That's right. At Powder Hour Pod LA. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review. Spotify, Apple, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever we are. If you're listening or watching, please give us a like. We need it. We'd love it. And um, yeah, bolt up, baby. Let's go.